Hello, this is Neil from Grassroots Security, and I hope everyone had a wonderful week. For those who are not familiar with this podcast, I talk about some of the current news and things that we could learn from them that could be applied to either yourself or to your organization. I was also thinking of running an education series for those interested in going to the cybersecurity or information security industry. What do you think, Carrie? I like the idea of teaching newbies to be like me. I don't think that's the intention. Then I do not like the idea. Perfect. So we'll try it out in the next few episodes and see how it goes. Did you not hear me? Oh, I did. It's just that I chose to ignore it. As usual with the disclaimer, the opinions here are my own, and relying on any information from this podcast is at your own risk. Now on with the show. Electric reported last August 27 that Tesla and the FBI prevented a $1 million ransomware hack at the Gigafactory in Nevada. What basically happened was that the suspect, Igor Igorovich Korichikov, conspired to have ransomware installed in Tesla's network and caused damage and loss to the value of at least $5,000. I will explain later on where this $5,000 came from. But the interesting thing here is that Igor, let's just call him by his first name, as I would not be able to pronounce his family name consistently. How would you pronounce his name, Carrie? Edger Igorevich Krukov. I think you butchered the name. I pronounced it as it is spelled. Well, you better upgrade to be able to pronounce names in different languages. You'll have fun pronouncing Irish and Welsh names. As mentioned, as I will not be able to pronounce his name consistently, let's just use Egger. So as I mentioned, the interesting here is that Egger tried to recruit a Tesla employee to do this criminal act, and this is where I will be referencing the FBI complaint. This seems to have started in around July 16, 2020, wherein Egger contacted an employee via WhatsApp. The number was provided by a mutual acquaintance, and in this complaint, they refer to the employee as Confidential Human Source 1 or CHS1. It seems that CHS1 knew Egger back in 2016. Note that CHS1 was recruited by the FBI in August 2020 after CHS1 reported Egger's proposed criminal activity to the security office of victim company A. So Egger arrived in the U.S. on July 28 via New York and then flew to San Francisco on July 30. He then drove to Nevada on July 31 to meet with CHS1. Egger met CHS1 at CHS1's residence in Nevada and then went on on August 1st to California along with two individuals associated with CHS1. During this time, Egger did not want to be included in group photos nor used his own phone to take pictures. Reluctantly, he eventually agreed to pose with the group. The FBI noted that individuals involved in criminal activity often take efforts not to leave evidence about their locations, including avoiding surveillance cameras and not taking photographs. Is this the same when you did not want me to be in your group photos? That's a different thing, Carrie. We just didn't want you to hug the whole photo. You're beeping a lot today, Carrie. I am at a loss for words. During the trip, Egger paid for all the group's activities at Emerald Pools and Lake Tahoe. He claimed he gambled at the hotel and won money. The FBI noted that individuals involved in criminal activity 
often spend extravagantly on individuals as they attempt to recruit for a criminal activity. I wish someone would spend extravagantly on me. I am sure, Carrie, you don't want to be mixed in with that type of crowd. On the 3rd of August, Edgar wanted to meet with CHS1 alone to discuss business. They went to a restaurant in Reno, Nevada on August 3 and then went on to a nearby bar. Edgar then explained his true reason for traveling and that he worked for a group that works on special projects. This group pays employees of target companies to introduce malware into the target company's computer system. Edgar then proceeded to say this has been performed successfully on multiple occasions and identified some of the targeted companies. Did they mention what companies? No, they did not. And I think it's because they're planning on having an investigation in relation to those companies. Once the malware is introduced, the attack will happen in two ways. One, the malware will appear to be an external distributed denial service. This attack will occupy the company's security staff and conceal the second attack. Two, the second attack exfiltrates data from the computer network and into the possession of the group. The group later contacts the company and threatens them to make the data public if the company does not pay a large ransom. It is like smoke when the fire is elsewhere. That's right, Carrie. Igor then told CHS1 that the group is willing to pay CHS1 500,000 US dollars to introduce the malware paid in cash or Bitcoin. Egger noticed CHS1's hesitance to be involved. He mentioned the group can pay an additional unspecified amount. The malware will then be delivered as a thumb drive to be inserted into a computer's USB drive or an email with an attachment containing the malware. CHS1 will choose the delivery method. Eggert told CHS1 to consider the proposal over the next several days. On August 7, CHS1 received a WhatsApp text message from Eggert requesting to meet after CHS1 finished work. CHS1 attempted to make excuses to delay or postpone, but eventually relented and proposed to meet at 5 p.m. At this stage, I believe the FBI is already involved because what follows is that the FBI conducted physical surveillance of these meeting and observed Egger meeting with CHS1. So I surmised that CHS1 reported to victim company A's security office between the time he met with Egger to discuss business and August 7. The meeting was consensually recorded and Egger reiterated some of the details of the proposed criminal activity to CHS1. He then described the previous cases where this was successful and that the oldest project of the group happened three and a half years ago and that the group's co-optee still worked for the company. I smell trouble for that co-optee. Yes, and that's the reason why they're not disclosing the target companies that were disclosed during this investigation. Egger also mentioned that the group had technical staff who would ensure that the malware could not be traced back to CHS1. He then proceeded to mention that the attack could be attributed to another person at victim company A should there be someone in mind that CHS1 wants to teach a lesson. That is so bad that someone innocent could be framed. Yeah, it is a scary thought, isn't it? At this stage, CHS1 expressed concern and stress that if CHS1 is to agree to install the malware, CHS1 will need more money in the amount of $1 million. He also expressed upfront money of the amount of $50,000 US dollars of which Egger said that it was acceptable and reasonable 
but he needs to work on it because he only had $10,000 due to U.S. customs restrictions. Edgar is smart not to be caught at customs. Well, he has done this before. In any case, Edgar will return on August 17. So on August 16, Edgar contacted CHS1 via WhatsApp to meet after work on the 17th. The meeting was again consensually recorded, and in that meeting, Edgar mentioned that he was involved in two projects with the group. The victim companies usually negotiate with the group to pay less ransom money than the group initially requests for. For example, $4 million instead of the original $6 million. And he said only one company paid the full initial ransom. During the meeting, Edgar contacted a member of the group, of which the name was not known, so they called it Ellen New in the complaint. During the conversation, Ellen New mentioned that they don't normally pay anyone in advance but will not be an issue if it is going to an escrow account. Even with the requested 50000 in advance, Ellen Yu mentioned that they will only give CHS1 the money after CHS1 completed a job, but Edgar will have the money to give to CHS1. To complete the task, Ellen Yu told CHS1 that CHS1 will need to download all the files. Ellen Yu said that they will need to wait for around five days. They then discussed how many hours the computer should be working or running and that 6 or 8 hours should be enough. Egger mentioned that they are expecting to get 4 million US dollars from victim company A. It seems that the group will need to pay around 250,000 US dollars for the malware to be created specifically targeting victim company A. It will then take around 10 to 12 days to prepare the malware, and then to help in the development, CHS1 will need to provide input about the victim company's A network for the malware development. On August 18, Edgar claimed to have spoken with the group and that they communicated using Tor or the Onion Ring Network browser chat system called Jabber. There were a few other meetings that happened afterwards. But during one of the last meetings when Edgar was going to give the burner phone to CHS1, Edgar proceeded to call to another individual, but it seems that he was using his own personal phone to make the call. CHS1 noted the person's name as Sasha Skarabogatov. Ah, please don't. That took multiple takes. When CHS1 asked when the money will be sent, Sasha mentioned that that was a question for Pasha. I am confused. Don't worry about the names, Carrie. There was also a delay in Company Victim A project because they were in the final stage of another project which was supposed to provide a large payout to the group. Remember the at least $5,000 damage value in the beginning? It was based on the actual cost spent so far which is $5,000. A senior manager in victim company A also mentioned that the cost of remediation of a distributed denial of service is at least $10,000 and a network intrusion remediation will be well over $5,000. I am not sure what role the senior manager is, but those estimates are very low as the cost can easily spiral into hundreds of thousands if not millions when there is a successful network intrusion due to the investigation costs, forensic costs, legal costs, and service losses, among other things. There were a few other things mentioned in the complaint. For those who want the actual document, I have placed a link to the actual complaint from the U.S. Department of Justice in the description. So what can you do? Insider threat is not new, wherein an insider does something, whether accidentally or intentionally, to cause harm to the organization or company. But in this case, 
using a form of social engineering to bribe an employee with a large sum of money to cause harm is not that common. I applaud the employee for doing the right thing and reporting it to the organization and avoiding the potential ransomware. In addition, they were also able to apprehend one of the suspects, Egor Korichikov. But this also required the involvement of the employee in this operation. So what can you or your company do? 1. If you encounter a similar scenario wherein you are being given a huge sum of money to cause harm to your organization, please do the right thing and report it. Please remember that it is not just the company that gets impacted, but also the workers there as well as the customers. 2. For companies, please ensure that you have a clear way for workers to report these types of attacks, anonymously or not. This is typically to your manager, security team, or an internal complaint or reporting center where you can call to report the issue. Whatever method it is, they should act on it immediately so your company should review processes because what you want to avoid is that it gets reported and it stagnates for five working days. 3. Similar to my previous advice in other episodes, ensure that you have internal processes in place for these types of incidents as well as contacts with the law enforcement. 4. If you are hit by ransomware, please do not pay the criminals. You will just fund their activities further. Please work with law enforcement or other parties. There is also the hashtag no more ransom project that you can utilize. And 5. Potentially use this as an example for your security awareness. Please note that there may be workers in your company who are vulnerable to this type of social engineering. For example, those who have a significant amount of debt trying to make ends meet. So please be conscious about it. So I hope this has been useful. Till then, Slan Gafal. Au revoir. Take care and keep safe.